I'm Anna. And I'm Zoe. Welcome to That Christian Podcast. Hello! Welcome back and happy Tuesday. We're just going to dive straight in today because it's quite a big topic that we wanted to discuss. And we're really excited about yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> fun one. Um, but basically we just wanted to say, first of all, we are going to be talking about sex. So we're not saying anything crude or anything too personal. But just to make you all aware of that, and if you're uncomfortable listening or have like children present, um, maybe listen to one of our slightly less... Um, listen to our podcast last week about Christmas. Yeah, listen to our Christmas one instead of our sex one. But basically, um, we decided to do this because our relationships podcast, which was a few months ago now, was one of our most listened to podcasts, the second most listened to other than our very first one. So we thought, since you guys loved it so much, we would just one-up it and do a podcast on sex. Getting juicy. Getting juicy. (laughs) Um, But yeah. So to kick things off, I wanted to share a passage from a book called Sheep Music. Now this is one of the most popular Christian marriage books and it's all about sex and I was given it as a present when me me and Matthew were given it as a present when we got married. So here we go, page 203. This means there may be times when you have sex out of mercy, obligation or commitment and without any real desire. Yes, it might feel forced. It might feel planned. And you might fight to stop yourself from just shoving your partner away and saying enough already. But the root issue is this. You're acting out of love. You're honouring your commitment. And that's a wonderful thing to do. Now, I don't know about you, but I think this is a bit problematic. Problematic on multiple levels. Um, and that's what we're saying. There's not to say there's nothing that's helpful in this book. And obviously, some people find it really great. But that's just one of the various things that this book promotes that we just think is problematic and unhelpful. And I think it's becoming a bigger... I actually do think it's becoming a bigger issue in Christians. So... Just before we kind of get more into it, we would both be of the belief that sex is for marriage and... It's between a husband and a wife. Yeah. That's what we believe. So, yeah, this book... I feel like this book has got good parts to it. There's good things it says. It talks about marriage. Yeah. But I just feel like there's these undertones of, like, things that are just unhelpful. It also says, like, sex should be a minimum of three times a week. And we were saying, I feel like that's something because of this book I've always had in the back of my head. And I think that's in the back of my head. And I've not read this book. Thankfully, no one gave it to me as a wedding present. But, like, that's in the back of my head. And I do not know where I got that from. But clearly, it's a deep-rooted thing that people have subconsciously or consciously. But, like, why is that a thing? Like, why is there a prescribed three (laughs) times a week? Like, what? yeah, I just think, like... It's not helpful because then it feels like you just feel that pressure. Yeah. And then it's like, it becomes like this forced and... Yeah, as it literally says, it may feel forced, but that's a good thing. That's a wonderful thing to do. And also, just to clarify, we very much do not feel that forced sex is a good thing at all. That's like, if you feel that way, please go and seek help. Speak to people that you trust because that's not how sex should be. Yeah. So I do think this is like a topic that I personally have had a lot of interest and I want to say like passion about for a while. (laughs) I'm passionate about sex. Yeah. 
But like, so if you, I think I'd mentioned this in the relationships blog, but if you, no, in the relationships podcast, but while I was setting up Aberdeenshire Walks, my initial idea was like a blog from the perspective of Christians all about sex. And I thought there is, I kind of felt like, well, the reason was I felt like this book sheet music is written by a 70 year old man to his daughter, dedicated to his daughter and his son-in-law. But I just feel like there is nothing relatable mm. between me and a 70-year-old man yeah. from America. And I think that kind of got me thinking there is so much resources there about sex, about sex education, what to do, everything. But it's all secular. Mm. And I really felt that there was a lack of good education and discussion for Christians And actually, we were also having this conversation a few weeks ago that because of that, because so much is secular and the stuff that is Christian is slightly unrelatable a lot of the time, people then feel awkward talking about it or like uncomfortable um, discussing it with people. And that's that shouldn't be the case because we believe that sex is a gift from God. So why are we so awkward about like shying away from it? And I do think like in some ways, I my sort of feeling is I think. Up until recently, sex wouldn't have been spoken about openly. It was yeah. probably generally, especially like in a kind of Christian setting, yeah. shied away from and not spoken about. But then, whereas I think it's more open now, but then on the flip side, I think that these slightly, not slightly, like very unhealthy views and perspectives that some of these books share is a more common problem now. Yeah, absolutely. And, like, a lot of these books are recent. Like, this book, when was it written? 2003, The Meaning of Marriage by Tim Keller, which, again, really good book, but some very unhelpful things that was... To be fair, it's not as as bad. No, it just has some of those kind of, like, underlying things about regular sex, even when you don't feel like it. And that was, what, 2008? No, 2011, but then it's been revised in 2018. Right. And then another one, Love and Respect. Which is, like, the bestseller. Yeah, the bestseller. It was written in... 2003. So these are an old, old books. They're within the last 20 years. And they're not ones that we've just found somewhere in, like, the back of the internet or whatever. Like, these are common books. These are some of, like... The top 10 books. Yeah. I mean, this love and respect one, thankfully I don't have it, but it literally says as well that if men... <laughs> it says, a man who strays is usually given total blame for his affair, but in many cases he is the victim of temptation that his wife has helped bring upon him in the context of, like, if his wife isn't pleasing him enough. Yeah. So, yeah, I just think, like, I'm really... I feel really passionate that there needs to be, like more conversation about this and like between Christians and and people who don't yeah like believe in God I just think there needs to be more conversation about healthy sex and like yeah like making it enjoyable like it should be enjoyable for both men and women it shouldn't feel forced and it like yeah so it's been an interest I feel like we've I've researched this so yeah this last week it's been interesting and it's been yeah but I think as well, this isn't just for women. I think it would be very easy to say we are talking about this from a female perspective and it generally is females who maybe struggle with these things a bit more, um, whereas men just always want to have sex, whereas that's just not true. And even if that is true for you, everyone needs to be talking about these things, not just women. And I think as well, if 
men have these sort of like if men don't understand like if these views are in the back of their heads as well like if I don't know like I think if Matthew was to feel like it needs to like even if I'm not comfortable with it like mm. we need to have sex then that's an unhealthy view for a man as well like yeah I think it the, so it's just so important that it is mutual consent like yeah I guess like consent from both parties and actual consent not Oh, I feel like I should. I feel like you should, yeah. Yeah. But I think it's so important as well that, like, both men and women, I think, as I just said before, like, both men and women are enjoying it. Mm -hmm. And it's not just, like, something that the woman sits there, like, just taking it because she feels she needs to. Yeah. To stop her husband from cheating on her or watching porn. Yeah. But we, this is, like, all the problematic or slightly problematic Mm -hmm things that we found but I actually mentioned this on the relationships podcast my friends told me about this book and we both found it so fascinating and really helpful I'm loving it absolutely loving it absolutely loving it it's called the great sex rescue and basically these women wrote it they were feeling the same way as we're kind of saying so they'd and no one would kind of listen to them about why these things were problematic so what they did is they just did a massive study with how many women? Over twenty, I think there was twenty two thousand women, or twenty two thousand people interviewed, or like that took the survey. Mm. Twenty thousand of them were female, and eighteen thousand of them were evangelical Christians. Ah, uh-huh. which I think in America as well. Like I think that it's quite a big issue over there as well. But I do think that those views do transfer to the UK yeah, as well. Absolutely, like. Um, but yeah, basically they were just like, they did this massive study and found that a lot of Christian women were actually really struggling with the whole area of sex and just feeling that they were needing to have sex more regularly, but not necessarily wanting to, feeling like they had these kind of underlying ideas like you need to have sex three times a week or like other things that weren't necessarily true, but they all believed. And I think that a big thing as well that they said that they found was that Basically, there was just a huge gap with women not enjoying sex. Mm-hmm. And there was also... They also found in evangelical women, I think, that they were, like, double as likely to have, like... Oh, I don't know what it's called. Vag- vaginismus? Yeah. Basically, when you're, like, vaginal... Is that the word? Vaginal muscles. Mus- muscles. <laughs> vaginal or vaginal muscles, like, tighten and you physically cannot have sex because you're so uncomfortable or something. Like, yeah. It's like a physical reaction. It's not like a feeling thing. It's like you genuinely can't. So it was just... It, yeah, so this book... I mean, I'm on chapter five at the moment and what, have you read one chapter or something? Yeah, I think I've read a couple. But I just think it's it's actually so... It's been so helpful to read this book and see like, oh, like, they're picking up these exact things that we've sort of felt or noticed or had concerns about and it's just fascinating because I think a lot of these books as well they're from the perspective of like some man's beliefs whereas this is actual real life women who they've interviewed and spoken to and are sharing their voices rather than just one a 70 year old man yeah it's actually like people oh like like I feel this way I feel this way it's not yeah and I think what I find really helpful in the book as well is that they don't just sort of say, this is the problems, this is the problems. They actually go into detail about how 
Mm-hmm. Like how to really get to know your partner better, how to explore what you both like and how to yeah. overcome these issues. Which is helpful even if you don't have major mm-hmm. issues like like with sex. It's just interesting to talk. Like it's a good perspective on relationships and healthy relationships. Yeah. It's definitely like, it feels like a breath of fresh air in yeah. the Christian literature. Yeah. And, and again, like as we said before, things like the meaning of marriage, like there's actually a lot of really good things in mm. that book about why marriage is important, why yeah. it's biblical, why... Yeah. Which is good to know. Which is so important and really helpful. And it's probably but... not so much... Like, it is covered by the Great Sex Rescue, but probably not so in-depth. Well, funnily enough, they actually get a relatively average score. Wait, who? Um, the Meaning of Marriage. Oh. In the Great Sex Rescue, they still... like So they've got this like rubric as well, where they have lots of different sort of points to look at but I think it's just because actually it doesn't cover Mm. I think like the big points that they say is that they only talk about men's pleasure not women's pleasure and then they talk about again like they have that sort of underlying thing of like you should feel like like you should have sex as a duty Mm -hmm. but I think what this like the great sex rescue says it's like it's unhealthy to have this sort of every three days you need to have sex or at least once a week like you shouldn't actually feel the need to have this, like, in the diary. But it's like, yeah. as you get to know, like, as you get to know what you and your partner like, what you enjoy, and how to have sex with each other mm-hmm. in, in a healthy way, uh, naturally it will become more frequent and you'll, yeah. want, like, you'll want it more. It's not like you feel yeah. you need to. Like, they pointed out the issue, if you're not having sex regularly the issue isn't how regularly you're having sex it's how you're connecting with each other how you're spending time together it's like you can't just fix the problem by having sex more regularly you need to actually work on your relationship so yeah that's been really interesting and I just I kind of feel like even with this podcast we're doing like see even if there's like one or two of you listening that like have this stupid underlying thought that we have about like yeah feeling you need to like three times a week like Get rid of it now. (laughs) I think the other really interesting thing that I found about it was, so far anyway, was what they were saying about what sex actually is. Like, Mm. we think that sex is the act of, like, sorry to be graphic, but, like, a penis goes into a vagina. Whereas they were actually saying sex is... That's not what sex necessarily is. Like, that's an element of it, but the actual point is the connection and the like knowing it says I can't remember what passage it references and we can't find it but there's a passage in the bible in Genesis which talks about a husband and wife knowing each other like, yeah Adam knew and I think yeah, it's quite often knew. like throughout the bible it'll like refer in places to like yeah. he knew he knew his wife yeah. and I think sometimes I've always assumed that was like a translation thing so that it didn't sound too crude like, yeah too crude but actually it's not like they talk about how sex is about the connection and the like intimacy and being like comfortable and together with one another it's not just the sort of like the man puts himself into a woman until he orgasms like that which is what a lot of the time we make it out to be like that is what we and yeah like it is that but it's like there's more more than that yeah and they also talk about so they talk about how sex should be personal pleasurable prioritized pure pure Pressure free, put the other first, passionate. They like their peas, don't they? they? Like their... <laughs> no, that may be an immature. But, um... <laughs> <laughs> but 
just that communication with your partner is so important and mm-hmm. I think as well like not just within the context of sex but actually like communicate there but also communicate outside of that and mm-hmm. spend quality time together like know what they love doing know how they love spending like spending their time and spending mm-hmm. your time with them and yeah I think I do think that quality time is such an important part of a relationship and certainly that's something that I think like that's why I love going our walks because it's time for mm-hmm. me and Matthew where we switch our like we don't have our phones, we're not on them, and we're just talking to each other and chatting away. Yeah, and I think that's so important. And actually, you could be having sex three times a week and not enjoying it, or you could be spending time doing things you enjoy together and developing your relationship. And out of that, you'll grow intimate in other ways. Yeah, I think that this can also be very helpful for people that aren't yet married for. If you're in a relationship but you're not having sex yet, to actually like get to know your partner really well and spend mm-hmm. that quality time before, like, well, before if you if you end up getting married, spend that time together and get to know each other before that, and that'll lead into a healthier marriage. Yeah, and a healthier sex life because yeah. you do have that relationship and that comfortability and yeah. communication with each other. And like that can be hard. We're not saying that like go for mm-hmm. walks with your husband and then your sex life will be better. Yeah. Like. It's still difficult. It can be uncomfortable or awkward or whatever, communicating, especially when you're having sex. But I think the point in the book is just so good for sort of giving a groundwork for a healthy relationship, both just within a marriage and sexually. Yeah, I definitely find it really good. And I do still think there's room for, like, in the UK, a sex (laughs) blog. But... If I anyone wants to start a sex blog, we endorse it. <laughs> we'll, well, yeah, we'll give you a shout out on the podcast if it's good. Unless it's by Dr. Kevin Lemon. Yeah, it's got to be good. Um, but yeah, we really recommend that you, if you're interested in this, want to learn more, really, you should read this book. Or they've also got a really good podcast which covers the basics. It's um, if you search into Spotify or whatever, The Great Sex Rescue, Theology in the Raw. And it's an interview with the authors and it's really, really What's the great. author called? Sheila Ray Gregory, I think. Okay. Something like that. But yeah. Worth- I think also... Oh, sorry. No, I was going to say worth a listen or a read. But I think one thing as well that I really feel... Like, I think this is partly like where my interest in it started was I think that a lot of the time Christians have this like struggle where like all throughout the dating period you're told like, you're not allowed to have sex or like Mm. you're like it's not it's for marriage you shouldn't have sex yet and then suddenly you transition into like this period where it's like oh sex is a gift from god and i actually think that that can be quite difficult for christian well i know just speaking for myself like i think that was something that i actually find quite difficult because i was almost like like why overnight yeah literally overnight (laughs) not even within (laughs) Within, 12 hours suddenly it's fine and i think that yeah, I think that that's a really interesting yeah. thing as well. But I think that that, I do feel like that all brings it back and just helps you understand that it is healthy and why it's healthy and yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think the thing is like, it's all very well knowing, like you're saying we grew up with this idea that like sex is for within a marriage, um, like you shouldn't do it and it's almost like a like like not fear but like it's it's a lot of pressure is placed upon you not to Mm -hmm. and then and that's not necessarily I'm not saying that's wrong 
But then, yeah, yeah, suddenly it's, like, confusing. And even if you know why, that doesn't mean that emotionally you're caught up with, yeah, like, I think that's exactly the logic of it. Like, like, our emotions and our logical thinking are separate. So then we often expect that, oh, because, like, I now can, I'll be fine with it. Which and isn't I, necessarily true. I think it's also really important to say if you are in a relationship and you're not married and you have had sex, like, that's between you and God and we're not here to, like, judge you and, yeah, we don't agree with it. But, like, I think the important thing is... And, even like, you might not even agree with it yourself. You've, like, fallen mm. into temptation. But I think the important thing is just to know that, like, don't feel shame about... Like, as in, oh, like... Yeah. As in, if you've like asked God for forgiveness about it like don't beat yourself up and feel Mm. shame about it because I think that's like something as well like as Christians there's so much focus on that but actually in God's eyes it's the same as gossiping about your friend yeah that's so true and like like speaking bad about yourself is the same as gossiping about your friend and so often we're very like quick like we'll be very quick to say like oh God I'm really sorry like for judging that person or gossiping Mm. that person and then it's forgotten by the next day yeah but then with sex, it feels like a much bigger taboo topic and a bigger mm-hmm. thing. And I just think, like, I think the worst thing that you can feel is, like, I just think that the worst thing is for you to go and, like, beat yourself up over yeah. it. And that's what I just want to make clear, that although we're obviously talking about sex very much being within a marriage setting, if you're in the position where you have had it before marriage, like, we don't want to, like, make it, like, yeah, we don't want you yeah. to be feeling guilt or shame about it because of us talking about yeah. it and actually I would also say like I mean this in a careful way but be open about it I'm not saying go yeah. tell everyone and every, anyone oh I had sex for marriage I feel bad about it I'm not saying to do that but like please feel that you can open up to your close friends about it and yeah. people that you trust because I actually think like we were talking about this again a few weeks ago I think that it's such a foothold that like the enemy can have on us is not talking about these things because okay yeah like a lot of people which it is true a lot of people do will have sex for their marriage feel really bad about it and then not speak to anyone about Mm -hmm. it and just beat themselves up about it and like you're saying just go over and over it and actually it's so important that we talk about these things because one you will feel better if you talk to your friends and get advice and talk to people that you trust and like make sure that you are okay and also just because then it opens up conversations like you don't know someone else might have been in the exact same situation yeah. that you're in and actually you being open and honest is what they need to get over that and just while we're on this sort of topic I think it's important to say that if like you're in a situation where you've been through sexual abuse that's completely different as well and that's really awful and yeah Again, that's separate, kind of separate to the conversation. Yeah, like that's more than unhealthy underlying things. That is genuinely really awful if that's happened. And again, please like seek professional help about that. And like um, also don't be afraid to speak out against people who have hurt you. I think that's very important to also clarify. I've definitely just really enjoyed this conversation and think actually, although we've not really said much that's not... Like, we've kind of taken a lot of our information from these books and from things that we've spoken about previously. Mm-hmm. It's actually just really helpful. Like, I'm just... I think my aim with this is I just want to open up things to be... Yeah. Like, I just want to open people up to being able to speak about this topic yeah. and not shy away from it. Yeah, and also, like, do it in a casual way. Like, yeah. it doesn't need to be a serious conversation just during marriage prep. You can talk about sex with your friends. It's not weird. 
Though I did say to mum that we were talking about sex on this episode and she was like cringing. Aww. I think she's just the older generation. This is when everyone sat cringing and is like, our listeners like, go stop. down to three. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we hope you have enjoyed it and we thought we'd just end in a little Bible verse. Hmm. Um, do you know what? Let's go for Mark 12 verse 31. You shall love your neighbour as yourself. There is no greater commandment than these. And I think that's a good Bible verse. Obviously it's not necessarily about sex but just that whole idea of loving your neighbour and loving yourself when we like truly love one another don't put unhelpful expectations Mm. on one another and trust each other that's where healthy relationships come out of well it's been nice to see you this week and as always if you've got any questions or thoughts give us a message on our instagram page at that christian podcast and We've also got our Buy Me A Coffee link still. We just want to say, honestly, thank you so, so, mm. so much to the people who donate monthly and as one-offs. Like, yeah, I actually, like, just can't even explain how much we appreciate it and how much it encourages us to keep doing this podcast. Bye. Have a good week. See you next week. <laughs>